0: Hello and welcome to this week's Hong Kong Heritage. While there was elation among Croatians, there was disappointment for England fans this week as they watched their team exit the World Cup. So, to put a smile back on their faces, let's return to the days of World Cup glory in 1966.
1: England led again, 3-2 now. And in spite of a German attack early in the final period of extra time, Bobby Moore's men had thrown off all signs of tiredness. It was West Germany who were now noticeably the slower team.
0: We'll hear some more of that in a moment. And in fact, the whole programme this week will be on the year 1966, when Hong Kong saw flash floods and the Star Ferry riots, among other events. The Beatles were also here briefly, although I'll be leaving the Fab Four this time, as they were featured last month. (laughs)
2: Helena Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream, waits at the window Wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door Who is it for all the lonely people?
0: Where do they all come from? In the RTHK archives, I came across a year-in-review of this seminal year done by a programme called Topics. I'm not sure who the presenter is, but I'll try to find out. But he takes us back over the year. In the original programme, he also highlights international news events from that time, such as the ongoing Vietnam War and the end of Indonesian President Sukarno's confrontasi. But for our purposes, I'll just be concentrating on the Hong Kong news events of that year, plus a few celebrities coming to the territory, and I'll be adding some of the Hong Kong and international music around that time. One, two, <laughs> First, let's head to Wembley for the 1966 World Cup, which was hosted by the UK that year. The following audio is taken from two Pathé News accounts. The first sets the scene and highlights England's first match against Uruguay.
1: From the four quarters of the earth they came, pilgrims united in devotion to the world's greatest sport. To represent the 16 competing countries, Brazil first... More than 300 London schoolboys marched in small companies behind the national flags. Tense in the waiting moments where Bobby Moore, George Cohen, Jackie Charlton, Jimmy Greaves, wondering no doubt if he was in match-winning form, Gordon Banks, Bobby Charlton, and England's opponents, a rather unknown quantity, Uruguay. Wembley was the only possible choice for the opening match of the World Cup Finals. The biggest festival of the world's greatest sport was inaugurated by Her Majesty the Queen.
2: I am very pleased that this country is acting as host for the final phases of the World Cup. I welcome all our visitors and feel sure that we shall be seeing some fine football it now gives me great pleasure to declare open the eighth World Football Championships.
1: The Duke wished good luck to John Connelly, Jimmy Greaves, Jackie Charlton and their teammates. What a pleasing touch it was when England captain Bobby Moore presented the Queen with a bouquet. FIFA president Sir Stanley Rouse led the applause. Out in the middle, the captains met the Hungarian referee Istvan The Natas gave Uruguay the advantage of playing with the sun behind them. England kicked from right to left. They adopted the 4-3-3 formation, hoping for that best of football tonics an early goal. Bobby Moore and his men had the priceless advantage of playing at home. The big majority of the near 100,000 crowd rooting for them. The
0: second Pathé News item is the final against Germany.
1: No previous international, no other cup final, indeed nothing Wembley ever staged, matched the glamour of this event, the final of the World Cup. The cream of the world's players battle for the honour of playing on this arena on this afternoon. Waiting in the tunnel were England, on the right, and West Germany. When the moment came for the players to march out, 97,000 fans gave them the biggest roar of the competition. You might call this the moment of truth for Alf Ramsey. His three years of team building, as the Germans kicked off, coming up for its crucial test. England looked unfamiliar in their red shirts. An English defensive lapse gave the ball to Haller. And that was it. One down after 12 minutes spurred the English attack. No time for lethargy or half-measures. They swept into German territory. Tilkowski cleared, only to put Bobby Charlton in possession. It's there! Peters has scored! For the Wembley thousands and the millions at home, one thought, victory. England, spurred by their 2-1 lead, played like a team inspired to clinch a win. In the dying minutes of the match, the jubilant English supporters' nerves were strained to breaking point. The World Cup was within England's reach. If only they could keep the lead for a few desperate minutes against the West Germans. Now a team playing their hearts out to keep in the running. Weber scored. It had to be extra time. The first period of extra time proved to the full the value of Ramsey's training methods. England began with a vigour and speed astounding after the gruelling 90 minutes they'd already played. Charlton and his fellow sharpshooters came back time after time in the Ramsey spirit, believing that with sustained attack the goals must come. When there was only a minute to go, England still had no thought of being content with that one goal lead. Racing to beat the whistle, Jeff Hurst saw an opening in the defence and achieved the hat-trick.
0: Now back to Hong Kong for the start of the programme, Topics, where I can recognise the rich, deep actor tones of the late RTHK broadcaster, Ralph Pixton.
1: Topics.
3: Radio Hong Kong's daily news magazine. Topics presents Year in Review, the news events, personalities and happenings of 1966.
0: The first clip is of a government minister from London arriving. She's greeted by protesters and questions about constitutional reform. Same issues now, but this is more than 50 years ago.
3: On January the 5th, Britain's Parliamentary Under-Secretary of State for the Colonies, Mrs Irene White, arrived for a seven-day visit. To be greeted by placard-carrying demonstrators from the Hong Kong Labour Party and press questions on constitutional reform. Well, I think this is something one's got to look at very, very carefully. Hong Kong's position, as we all know, is a delicate one. It has a government which uh, follows certain constitutional principles. And as far as anybody outside who may be demonstrating, well, as a seasoned politician, I'm quite used to that. 1966 saw Hong Kong being used time and time again for the production of motion pictures. And by far the biggest to be made here this year was Sand Pebbles, a multi-million dollar film produced by Robert Wise. Star of the film was Hollywood actor Steve McQueen sharing the limelight with an ancient gunboat named San Pablo. She's a home and a feeder, you know, and we took good care of her. But she had a couple of problems. We, you know, uh, we had a two and a half foot draft made, and the screws were inset in the back of the hull, so if we got on the sand bottom, you know, we could the screws wouldn't get fouled. But uh, the the inserts—they used wooden inserts on the shaft, and those the sand ate them away. So we had imbalance on the shaft and a lot of vibration. We were worried about snapping a shaft. The engines held up good.
2: You're going to tow this over to Hong Kong for the scenes here. Huh? Yeah, she's uh, she should have left yesterday.
3: So by the time she gets in and out of customs, I imagine uh, she'll be ready by Friday. Then we put her up on dry dock for a day. April, a flash flood took the lives of ten men working in a huge tunnel which will form part of the Plover Cove scheme in the New Territories. The men stood little chance of escape. We're not certain, at least I'm not certain, exactly how many were working at the time, but of the order of 40 people were in the tunnels at the time. Um, Most of these uh, got out through one shaft or another, uh, close to where they were working, but at the Foten shaft was the worst a situation where nine people were drowned. It was in this shaft then that the, the flood or the flood water did actually carry uh, this winch away. That's right. The winch uh, was carried, the winch and the structure on which it was
2: mounted were completely washed down the shaft.
3: One of the most memorable events of 1966 came in the form of the Kowloon riots, sparked off by a proposal to increase cross-harbour ferry fares. It was in April that the city of Kowloon exploded in a wave of violence, destruction, looting and injury. It was on the Hong Kong concourse to the Star Ferry that Topics talked to an unnamed demonstrator on the evening of April the 4th when he claimed to be on a hunger strike.
2: I'm feeling pretty uh, jolly, very uh, high-spirited. Did you stay here all last night? Did you sleep here? I uh, Went home to sleep at 4:30 a.m. and as soon as I wake at 10 this morning, I uh, rushed up and here. Have you spoken to Mrs. Elsie Elliot at all recently since you started this hunger strike? Has she come along here and talked to you? Uh, she talked to me. Talked to me uh, at uh, 7 p.m. last night. Only a few words. What did you talk about? Uh, some sort of encouragement, and uh, he uh, promised to uh, handle these, uh, all these, uh, as soon as possible with the Kaifong Welfare Associations.
3: Two nights later, April the sixth, what began as a peaceful demonstration against ferry fares ended in a night of violence unparalleled since the riots of 1956. For two nights, demonstrators and rioters burned cars and stoned buses, looted buildings, and set fire to them and ripped street installations from the ground. The army was called in, and a curfew imposed. The governor and council called for an immediate investigation into the riots, and in early May, a four-man commission under the Chief Justice, Sir Michael Hogan, was set up. Group captain Leonard Cheshire came to Hong Kong to see the work being carried out at the Cheshire Home near Stanley.
2: We work only for the chronically sick, the the long-term disabled, but of course some homes are for children. We might have homes for mentally retarded children, or some homes are for crippled children. A few homes are for leprosy but by and large, they're
3: for the, what I'd call the younger age group of the chronic sick, from the teens to the fifties. Those are the ones that seem to be left out, I think. 1966 saw the departure of Bishop Hall as Anglican Bishop of Hong Kong and the appointment of Bishop Gilbert Baker. Four people died early on the afternoon of June the 8th when a 15-foot stone retaining wall collapsed onto a queue of people waiting for a bus in La Salle Road, Kowloon. Some 19 people were partially buried beneath the rubble. We helped
2: start moving
3: rubble to get the, uh, the injured out. There's one little girl
2: pinned against a tree which we helped get out. No was told asked or requested by the chief of the, um, the um, fire brigade to see if we can get one of these scammels down, which um, we went back to our depot, got permission and brought the, the first scammel down here and started moving it. The... How many people altogether were buried, do you know? Um, Oh, so, no, I think they got about 10 out, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, how many did you pull out there? Um, I helped pull one child out, which was pinned against this tree here, and another child that had her leg caught underneath one of the big boulders there. Were they both still alive? One was, one was dead, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Was that a school child? Yes, both school children, yes. Mm-hmm. Was that a girl or a boy, the um, one which was dead? Both girls, I saw. Mm-hmm. And one of these was dead. What about the injured one? Very seriously injured? Um, I don't think so. What do you think? I only saw... I think she broke her leg. It was badly bruised and um, cut around the uh, face, etc. I
1: know you want to leave me But I refuse to let you go If I have to beg, please, for your sympathy I don't mind, cause you mean that much to me
3: One pleasant note in June was the arrival of film actress Geraldine Chaplin, daughter of the famous Charlie Chaplin and a star in the film Dr Zhivago.
0: Seeing the film was very strange because it's difficult to sort of see it objectively because when you've been through it all and you're more inclined to sort of say, oh my goodness, I remember that so-and-so was standing there at that time and oh, that was where the, the, the light broke and everything and then... When you're on this, when I'm on this screen, I get terribly self-conscious and think, oh, God, you know, <gasps> oh, how terrible and how awful, and sort of look through my fingers.
3: Mr. Dennis Healy, Britain's Secretary of State for Defence, visited the colony in July just before the first visit by Mr. Frederick Lee, Secretary of State for the colonies. The visits have since resulted in a greater Hong Kong contribution to the cost of keeping the garrison here. Mr. Healy was asked if Britain's general cutback in defence spending was for financial reasons, or was it a more realistic appraisal of Britain's role?
2: Well, I think both. As you know, when we carried out our defence review, as it was called, last year, we were concerned first to reduce the amount of the national wealth which we spend on defence to one more in line which most of our allies are spending... Uh, Secondly, we were concerned to reduce the cost in foreign exchange of our defence forces outside Britain. And thirdly, and to me the most important of all as Secretary of State for Defence, we wanted to reduce the overstretch from which our forces have been suffering for several years.
3: Sunday, June the 12th, was Black Sunday. Summer thunderstorms that weekend claimed the lives of more than 60 people, left more than 2,500 homeless, and caused damage to roads and government services amounting to $23 million. A total of 15 inches of rain fell on Sunday and the following Monday, causing landslides, houses to collapse, cars washed away, and life came to a halt. For those two days, the colony was virtually paralysed and consistent warnings were given for people to stay in the safety of their homes. I should like to place much stronger emphasis on the fact that the island of Hong Kong is undergoing a very, very serious trial, and that under no circumstances should people take their vehicles out onto the roads. People tomorrow who must go to their offices to do essential work and living in the mid-level should walk. Only persons who absolutely have a vital reason for using their vehicles, should do so. I'd like to emphasize again that the conditions of the roads, some of them are very dangerous indeed. There have been considerable, uh, a considerable number of tragedies taking place throughout the district, the whole of, the whole of today. And if this rain continues as it is um, at the moment, uh, I very much fear that we shall get many more this evening.
0: Good girl, the Gala Mr.
3: Another famous visitor, classical pianist Arthur Rubinstein, who took time off to talk to topics about the relationship between a performer and a conductor.
0: I'll tell you, this is, uh, of course, dependent, depends on, on, on the kind of conductor. If I play with a quite young man, even if he's very experienced and so on, I think I have the authority of giving him hints for this and that, which I found all through the years, might be better or more to the point, you know, about a work which I played a lot and he not so much. Because for a conductor, a concerto, just a concerto to a company. For me, is one of the big pieces of my repertoire, you see, which I know all the tricks about and so on. But if a conductor is very experienced and... Uh, of fame, you know, like like, like Toscanini, of course, I, I didn't dare to open my mouth because, first of all, I, I thought he might shoot me.
3: There was an attempt made this year to revive the nudist movement. Under the leadership of a sun-loving school teacher, Mr. Felix Severance, the association held several outings. He was asked about the danger of the movement attracting undesirable people.
2: Mm, I wouldn't think so. I mean, the thing is, it's all, the atmosphere is almost like that of a Sunday school. It's so unsexual, it just isn't true. And I think uh,
1: anybody who was sort of far out sexually would come, look around with wild, fevered eyes for something going on, see nothing going on, and then sort of sit down, dejected, and wait for the next boat back. There just isn't anything like that going on.
2: I'm sitting there Station Got a ticket for my destination mm. On a tour of one night stands My suitcase and guitar in hand And every stop is neatly planned For a poet and a one-man band
3: August saw the tragic flight from China of eight nuns. Expelled from their school in Peking, they made their way to Hong Kong. One of the sisters collapsed while crossing the border and died the following day. Sister Thomas Beckett told of the Red Guard attack on their convent. It was very suddenly,
1: about nine o'clock at night.
3: How did they treat you, Mother? Were you actually physically, um, disposed? I we can't say we have suffered very much. Uh, no, they didn't really touch us in body. Just when we were going away, they tried to give us a little blow and kick and like that. But but during the time we were under there, they, they did not do us any physical harm, yes?
2: What about the two sisters that have gone to the hospital? Uh, they were physically hurt.
3: it's really weakness uh, and, uh, I'm being pushed about a little bit,
2: you see. Was there very much
3: desecration of the church? Very much. With everything religious. Eight people were killed in a weekend of bitter rioting in Macau early in December. It was alleged that the riots were sparked off over an incident on Taipa Island, originally an argument over land and the building of a school. BBC correspondent Tony Lawrence visited Macau and was asked if this was really the reason. Uh, uh, That was made the excuse
1: for it. And uh, to that extent, it did originate with the Taipa Island incident. There's no doubt about
2: that. Suggestion is that the crowds of demonstrators and teenagers are from the Red Guard movement of China's um, communist cultural, political
1: purge, call it what you will. Was this the case in Macau? The impression I have is that they were certainly waving uh, red booklets of Chairman Mao's sayings, but I haven't got any authenticated case of them actually wearing uh, red guard armbands, and I don't think there's any evidence that they came across the border. Mm. They are local teenagers, and they're local left-wing teenagers uh, very well organised to create this disturbance. I don't think that really makes them red guards necessarily.
3: In line with Britain's policy to decrease its defence expenditure, it was announced that the number of Gurkha troops serving with the British Army would be reduced by 4,500 to 10,000 by 1969. How the reduction would take place was explained by Britain's Minister of Defence for the Army, Mr Jerry Reynolds, on a visit to Hong Kong. The details are being worked out at the present moment, and a lot of them have been worked out. I think, generally speaking, one could say that it will affect all the units of the, of the brigade roughly proportionally. But the final details of this have yet to be worked out. But the individual man concerned will be told what his position is as soon as possible. To end this program on 1966, we talk to Colonel John Glenn, the first American astronaut, who in 1962 piloted America's first spacecraft around the world. He still dreams of one day setting foot on the moon and is still active in America's space program to put a man on the moon by 1970. But to me, the importance of the whole program goes far, far beyond uh, just who's ahead in a political race. Uh, The we have it in our capability now to make this research and and exploration and we don't know what the benefit from it will be but i think when we have this capability we should do it we may we may determine some of the uh, cosmic ray activities or or ultraviolet things or something that completely affect weather that we can alter patterns of weather here on the earth or uh, mutations of plant growth that come from cosmic ray activities radio activities or things like this that that we have no concept of right now And that's all in Topics 1966. Topics will be back next Tuesday, 1967.
0: program year in review of 1966. Next week I'll be joining academic Priscilla Roberts to hear about Hong Kong in the Cold War. Thanks for listening and join me next week on Hong Kong Heritage.